I don't know. To me, it just kind of feels like if you care about anything, you just sort of have to care about the earth, right? Hi, I'm Melissa. I live outside of Milwaukee with my husband and two children, and this is sort of green. I'm not sure. I can't remember a time where I didn't care about the earth. Like, even as a child, I wanted to be able to try and recycle things. And maybe it's because Earth Day and my birthday are the same, which my mom always likes to point out. Uh, you were born before they even had an Earth Day, so Earth Day's on your birthday. Oh, okay, that's fine. But I also grew up in the 90s, maybe like you, which was the epitome of single-use, throwaway kind of everything. That's when stuff started to not be made as well, and you could just throw things away, and it wasn't even a big deal. It was. We should have known then, but it's a hard habit to break, right? And we're trying, and you kind of want to ease into it. And this episode is called Let's Just Start, because I've been planning this podcast in my mind for like a year, it feels like, and there's never a good time to start. So let's just do it. And it's kind of the same thing in being more environmentally friendly. Like you can think of a thousand things that you should be doing, but it can get overwhelming if you need to do all of the things to be green all of the time when you haven't been because you can't just change your lifestyle overnight. So each episode is going to tackle one thing that you can do to be sort of green. And I'll admit I am not perfect beautiful, wasteful packaging is something that makes me so happy. So I'm not I'm not perfect either. This is just the things that we're going to do to try. This is the first episode, so it's going to be a little longer than normal. But every episode is going to start with some good news because we find bad news about the planet everywhere. So let's try and see some good news. Uh, a two minute tip, a really quick thing that you could do to be sort of green. And then we'll focus on something, a product, whatever, that can help be more green. Because sure, you could stop buying everything, but that's not really practical. We live in a consumerist society. You need things to live. So why not try and choose the right things? Okay, thanks for sticking around. Okay, the good news, Taco Bell. Wow, what a great thing to start with. They're teaming up with TerraCycle to recycle some of their six million sauce packets they make every year. And if you don't know, TerraCycle is a company that works to recycle traditionally non-recyclable or difficult things to recycle, like those small little sauce packets that have leftover sauce on the inside that you can't clean, so you can't throw them into single-sort recycling, doesn't work. Here's the catch. Taco Bell wants you to keep those used packets until you have enough to fill a small box. Then they'll send you a free shipping label for you to send it to TerraCycle. How many packs is that, though? 100? 200 empty sauce packets? It could be like 400 sauces. You just start like collecting them from your family and friends. I mean, you might already have that many in your junk drawer, right? Taco night, you're like, ooh, an extra Diablo sauce. So it's not perfect, 
but at least they're trying something. Taco Bell is being sort of green. And that brings us actually to our two-minute tip. Speaking of all those little packets or bigger plastic, aluminum, paper packets, you usually get them when you're doing some kind of cooking set, like a hamburger helper or home chef. You have to rip open the packet to pour the sauce or the spices in. It's so tempting to just rip that whole top off and insanely easy to just cut it across the top. But then you have these teeny little bits of plastic or aluminum or paper, and they end up everywhere. Because even though paper is recyclable, if you just cut off the little corner of something and it's a teeny triangle, you can't recycle that. It's just going to fall through the cracks. It's not going to work. So it's just going to end up on the side of the road when it blows out of the garbage or those plastics end up in the environment animals eat them, they get into the waterways. It's a problem. You know that. We even end up consuming microplastics, which is to think about. Keeping those packets together won't completely solve the problem, but it'll help keep more in the same spot. Okay, the main event of the very first episode of Sorta Green is kind of where I started a couple years ago now, shampoo bars. I was really on the fence for a long time about shampoo bars, mainly because I want that thick, luxurious lather, and I'm not into buying new products if I'm not sure if I'm gonna like them because then they're gonna sit around my house, I'm not gonna throw them away, or I'm gonna have to find someone to use them. No, I just, just wanna know that I like something, but I talked to a couple people that use them and they're like, no, no, the lather is pretty good. So I dove in and I bought one. I went to this local soap shop uh, right around the corner that I'm obsessed with that they're probably like, oh, that weird girl is back again. But here I am because they helped me get into buying some products. So let me just tell you generally about shampoo bars. The harder they are, the longer they are going to last. You want to keep them dry. And I know that might be a like, duh thing to say. But think about how you use soap. You have to get it wet. You get it lathery. You actually rub a shampoo bar on your head to get the lather. Don't put it in your hands and work it into the lather. Work it into your hair because that's where you need the soap to be, right? You're just wasting it by putting it on your hands. And then when you store that shampoo bar, a lot of bars are like, store it outside of the shower. I'll do that for like the first two times I get a new bar. And then I'm like, nope. No, because then I always end up being in the shower and the shampoo bar is in the closet. Not fun. So I just keep it on the highest shelf, farthest away from the water that I could actually get. Another tip on storing your shampoo bar or conditioner bar, sometimes they come in tins, which are great because tins are very recyclable or reusable. You want to keep your shampoo in like the lid of the tin, whatever side of the tin is more shallow because if you keep it in the deep part, it'll get wet and then it'll kind of suction to the bottom of that thing and then you're trying to pry it out and kind of mangles the shape of the soap or especially a conditioner bar if you end up using those. Flip it over, keep it in the top so you can still close it so it can still kind of stay um, away from the moisture, but then it'll just be a lot easier to get out. Trust me on that one. And for me, The lather is great. I think sometimes I even end up using too much of the shampoo because I'll get a really thick lather. It keeps my hair clean. I like how it feels. 
Usually the smells are not as strong as a traditional like liquid shampoo that you find in the store, but the smells pretty good too. Because let's talk about those shampoos that you buy in the store. First of all, they probably come in a plastic bottle, and depending on what kind of plastic that is, not always recyclable, especially if you're leaving shampoo or conditioner or whatever in the bottom of that container. You think you got it all, you're not really sure, you better cut that baby open. See if you can get some of that shampoo out because you want it to be clean when you recycle it, otherwise it doesn't always happen, unfortunately. And that bottle is mostly water. You're paying for a ton of water. Shampoo bars usually cut that out. Sometimes they're wrapped in cellophane because maybe those shampoo makers don't care as much about the environment, but a lot of times they're wrapped in paper or a cardboard box, and then those are easily recyclable. And even if you did throw those away, they would break down a lot faster than plastic bottles would. Not to mention they're lighter, shipping them around doesn't take as much energy. They're usually in a square or uniform package, so you can fit more into a single box that you're shipping around so you're not wasting time shipping around air. I know we could go on and on about why a shampoo bar is kind of better for the environment than a traditional bottle of liquid shampoo. Now that we've kind of gone through some general info about shampoo bars, how you keep them, how you use them, let's talk about a few different brands that I've tried because that's what it's all about, right? Trial and error till you find one that you like, just like with regular shampoo, or should we say liquid shampoo? Because how about we make shampoo bars? regular shampoo. Um, I've used a brand called Glitz. Comes in a tin. Smells really nice. I got a lavender one. I've tried some shampoo bars from Love, Beauty, and Planet. They're not my favorite. Um, It is a nice thick bar. They're usually heart-shaped, which feels good. Uh, And the smell is really amazing. But I don't feel like they get my hair as clean as some of the other ones do. But they also have uh, some really nice ones for different hair types, like colored hair, if that's something that you do. I can't find a ton of shampoo bars that are specific for colored hair. So Love Beauty Planet, if you're looking for that one. If you go to a lot of local farmers markets or craft shows, often you can find individual soap makers who make um, their own shampoo bars. I would not recommend them. I don't know what it is, but if, if it's not a company that specializes in making shampoo bars, they always leave a really strange film on my hair. And I think that's because hair is harder to clean than your body because your hair has all those different natural oils in it anyways and you have so many different kinds of scalp types and hair types anytime i have tried to use a local maker like an individual who just makes shampoo i've never really liked it now i bet some people who are already into shampoo bars which by the way thank you for listening if you're already using shampoo bars but you're still listening to this anyways you're amazing i'm sure you're thinking like no i have my favorite local person and they make it per-. that's awesome please message me tell me about this local person because i'd love to support an individual in my community who makes a shampoo bar in my history and how it's worked for me that just hasn't really worked out but I'm sure there are some great ones. And honestly, if you take a chance on a local shampoo bar maker and you decide you don't like it for your hair, you can totally still use that on your body. It's safe. It'll get you clean. The most recent shampoo bar that I've tried 
uh, gift from my mother-in-law, actually. It's called Sub-Zero, and they seem to have it really figured out when it comes to packaging. The bar itself, it's like a beautiful white round bar. It comes in a box that has printing on every single solitary piece of the box that there is. It's on the inside, it's on the outside, it's on the top, it's on the bottom. And it really explains, you know, how to use the shampoo bar, how to store the shampoo bar. It was nice. It was nice. It lathered really nicely. It didn't have a super strong scent, but a lot of shampoo bars don't. That's okay. What I liked most about Sub-Zero is they came with this tin. You remember what I was telling you about tins that you have to keep it in the top? They kind of figured out this problem, right? They put holes in the bottom of one of their tins and they have you flip that whole side over. So when you put your bar in it, it drains into the other side. So it stays off of the shower. It stays off of whatever shelf you're putting it in. And it has that space underneath it for it to drain to keep your shampoo bar dry. Then if you want to close a lid on it, you take the bottom off. And if there's any water in it, pour it out. Put the lid on and store it upside down so the holes are facing up. So they solved that problem I was telling you about with it getting suctioned down to the bottom of the tin by putting the holes in it. I think it was just a very smart idea for them to do. And they have a lot of products. And this one was for colored or frizzy hair. Um, I don't have colored hair, but I do have a lot of gray in my hair. So that kind of gives that coarse texture. Yes, 36 and gray. It's fine. Um, so that was another brand, Sub-Zero, that offers different shampoos for different hair types. And as I was saying, I have relatively thick, past my shoulder length hair that's washed every two-ish days. But that that's me. I wanted to make sure that I can try and reach more people. So one of my dearest friends, Laura, who has big, voluminous, thick, curly, curly hair, um, I asked her to try some shampoo bars for me too. We opted for Lush. And if you don't know the company Lush, they've been around for a while. They're kind of like the OG in sustainability when it comes to shampoos and um, bath bombs and washes and masks and stuff like that. I've noticed them in, I don't remember if it was England or Ireland, but it was like 2006. Now it seems like they're in most major cities or you can certainly buy from them online. And as I was saying, um, my dear friend Laura, she has that thick, coarse, curly hair. So we went with Lush for the shampoo. We used the Jason and Argan Oil shampoo bar and then I had her try a conditioner too because we're already talking about it so why not just go for it these are beautiful by the way we went for the American cream conditioner and I'm just gonna let you know uh, we both have kids we were together over the holiday and this is when we had time to talk to each other so there's babies there's talking in the background because we're real life people and that's just what happens and I trust a review from a friend better than I trust one from online. So here we are. I started by asking Laura how long her hair was, what kind of texture it is, and how often she washes it. Okay, so my hair is very curly. And um, it is probably four inches from my bottom. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I was going to say butt crack. I don't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> but it's more than mid-back. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, 
And that's when it's straightened. And when it curls up, it's probably three inches past my shoulders. Perfect. How often you wash how it? How often I wash it? Um, I would say twice a week. Tell me about how it felt to you in the shower, how you liked washing your hair with it. It was really pretty looking. And um, it smelled really good as well. Mm-hmm. I'm new to shampoo bars and any bars. Which, by the way, thank you for doing this for me. <laughs> Of course. Anything for you. Um, I, I'm new to it, so I didn't know the proper technique, right? But obviously, it's not like, it's kind of a no-brainer-ish. Sure. So at first, I was like, okay, let me get this wet a little bit. And I began lathering it in my hands a smidge. It didn't really lather a, a ton right away. So I was like, okay, maybe a little bit more water. And then I washed away what did lather. So there was that. <laughs> so then I took the bar and put it directly to my head. Right. Lathered it, just kind of kept working it, because I thought that maybe... Because it was the first use, it might take a little bit longer. It was mm-hmm. my thought. Um, I got a pretty good lather. It was much more than I thought, honestly. Right. I wasn't really sure what to expect. Um, so it was definitely a good lather. Um, it stained my bathroom. <laughs> oh, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's very, like, pink. very pink. Yeah. And for it to be a natural product, I was... You know what I mean? Like, there's probably, I don't know. They probably beat. Yeah, Yeah. if I had to guess. I don't know. I don't know. But maybe. Um, So, I did get a good lather. I started washing my hair. And it really cleansed my hair. More than any shampoo, unless it's a clarifying shampoo Mm -hmm. I've ever used. Because I was like, oh. To the point where once I was done lathering and everything and I rinsed it, it felt very, like, any... Natural oil was gone. Ooh. So and maybe any, we got too much shampoo in it, maybe. Maybe. Uh-huh. But again, trial and error. Right. But again, it, you know, when you use shampoo, you want it to clean. So yeah. it really did its job, in my opinion. Let's talk about the conditioner bar okay. and how you felt, uh, you know, after the shampoo. Yes. So the conditioner bar, again, aesthetically pleasing. It was really pretty. It was a brighter pink, like a hot pink mm-hmm. versus like a berry. This, for a curly-haired girl is crucial to have slip, to have a lot of like product in terms of being able to put it in your hair and really allow you to get through those knots and any snarls and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And I felt as though because I only wash my hair maybe twice a week, this might have been like a once a week, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Leading up to it, Mm -hmm. I got that new baby at home. (laughs) So my hair was snarly and in a bun, probably a week and a half type of deal. Yeah. Um, so when I went through it, it was really difficult. Yeah, it was. It was a challenge. It was a challenge and it didn't have a lot of slip. And I don't know if I worked it enough or what was going on with that. For me, that is such a crucial part of a conditioner. I needed to be able to have more slip. I needed to be able to have more product in order to really get through without feeling like I'm pulling out my hair. Right. Like I'm catching on every single knot. That was it. I, and then maybe I could have worked it more. I, I don't know. I can't be taking 40 minutes just to condition my hair. Sure. It's just so... I think for me, I'm not opposed to trying to do this because I think the concept is a good concept. Mm-hmm. I would maybe even potentially now research different brands that maybe lathered more or gave you a little bit more product in your hand for the mm. conditioner aspect of it. Yeah. Um, and that would probably be my take. If you were someone with thinner hair, straight hair, I think you'd probably love it. And then tell me how your hair felt after you were done. Typically, I do my hair, like wash my hair and stuff. It usually goes right in a bun, if I can be honest. Sure. So this day was no different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it felt all right. It, it actually felt better. It definitely, the conditioner gave back some moisture. Okay. I did notice that. So it was harder to use. Yes. But it was a good product 
when you were using it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. It didn't feel so dry and like stripped. Awesome. So it definitely gave back some like what it would feel like almost like nutrients, if you will. Mm -hmm. And that was really important because I was a little, it was touch and go for a minute there. (laughs) I was thinking in my mind, I can't be having my bathtub with those spots because it drips down when it gets wet, you know? Or steamy in there. Is it still steam stained? No, or? I mean we scrubbed it out. Okay. <laughs> but with that. But you had said, to scrub it out. And who yeah. wants to do that? Right. Mm. But um I think you would have to get some cute little dishes or something. Just yeah. be more um mindful of it. Right. right. And if that's the mission, you can make it happen and it's not a big deal. Perfect. So yeah. Thank you for helping me. You're welcome. <laughs> mm-hmm. Isn't she amazing? I love friends that will try new products for you. I've talked about quite a few. I know there's been a lot of options now. I want to get to the very last one. My very favorite shampoo bar is by a brand called High Bar, H-I-B-A-R. It is the hardest shampoo I have ever found before. When you rub it on your head, it doesn't it doesn't feel like a soap bar. You can't really like squish it like some soap bars can. Even when it gets really small, you can't really squish it. Um, But it is great. It is an ergonomical shape that you can kind of get into your scalp really well. It dries out nicely when you're not using it. They've got quite a few different kinds. I just use their traditional one. I think it's called Maintain. It is the green one, but they've got a volumizer bar and one if you need more moisture. Um, I think they just came out with one called Soothe, like if you have a real itchy scalp. And they even put it into conditioners as well. So if you want a matching one, it comes in a nice recyclable paper box. Um, When you come to prices on shampoo bars, they are more than I would buy for a shampoo bottle, but they last a lot longer. Like my favorite from High Bar, the Maintain Shampoo Bar, it's $13.95, um, depending on where you get it, because I actually have seen it in stores now, but if you buy it online, $13.95 plus shipping. But I'm telling you, I got one around Christmas time, and it was July when it was finally gone. And I wash my hair approximately every two days, and I've got just below my shoulder length hair. So obviously, if you have way more hair, way less hair, it's going to work differently for you. But that's a long time for a $14 thing of shampoo. And just to let you know, High Bar doesn't even know that I'm doing this, so they're certainly not paying me to talk about their product. It's just a really good one. And I promise you, maybe one day, maybe one day they'll start paying me to talk about products. But I promise you, in the meantime, this is just me looking at things that I've tried before and telling you what I thought of them. So that's shampoo bars. You want to go a little bit farther? Amazing. Conditioner bars, facial soap bars, body soap bars. You can go the whole gamut and not have any plastic in your shower. And if you're not quite ready for shampoo bars, that's okay too. You can still look at the shape of the shampoo bottle that you're buying. If it's more of a square, they can fit more of them into a box. They can ship more at the same time. That's a little more green. Maybe think about buying some of these fancy aluminum bottles that shampoos are coming in now. And although it is sometimes green to buy in bulk, 
often now, bulk shampoos, they have pump heads on them, and pump heads are absolutely not recyclable. They're made out of too many different types of plastics. You can't do it unless you buy one of the bottles that has one pump, and then you can replace it with non-pump heads. So we want to call those forever pumps. You'll be using those pumps forever. So there are ways that you can still try and be mindful and be a little bit more green about shampoo without going all out getting it in a bar. But even the fact that you're thinking about it, we're on the right path. Now, I always want to make sure that no one thinks like, oh, she's the greenest person there's ever been. I am not. So I'm always going to tell you about something that I do that is not so green. Since we're talking about shampoo bars, I take way too long of showers. It's a problem. Maybe because I've always lived near the Great Lakes. Droughts has never been an issue for me. But I spend too long in the shower and I probably think about it every time I'm in the shower. Next week, ugh, we're going to talk about plastic bags. This is sort of green. Thank you so much for listening. This is the very first episode. You kind of know how podcasts work, I assume. Subscribe if you'd enjoyed it. If you thought it was interesting, leave five stars. If you're like, oh, this girl doesn't know what she's talking about, I think you hit five stars for that too. I think no matter how you felt about the podcast, five stars. But more than anything else, if you listen again or tell someone else to listen, that's how you help grow a podcast. I'm Melissa. Thanks so much for listening to Sorta Green.